the sports dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports dance. I'm your host, Greg. Thank you for joining us for another week. And with me, as always, he's working from home just sometimes. He's still essential. He's, you know, getting practice in for the horse game. The NBA is going on because let's be honest, if you've watched it, you know already, Paul could come up with more creative shots than these players are. It's Paul, everybody. Paul, how you doing? I am doing great, Greg. And um, since you brought up the game of horse, I've seen grass grow. That's been more exciting. Yeah. We'll jump right into it. We can see how we're doing after this, because let's be honest, it's it's quarantine, it's pandemic, 2020. What are we really doing? We're, you're going to work sometimes, coming home. I, I literally just stay at home. I went outside in a car for like 10 minutes today. It was wonderful. <laughs> well, I, I saw something uh, that you sent that you had uh, some crazy weather today. Yeah, uh, if you live in Massachusetts... Nothing like waking up in April, mid-April, to snow on the ground, snow falling, and then an hour later, the snow is completely gone, and it's like almost 50 degrees again. And then an hour later, it's snow flurries again. I keep asking my wife if you want to move somewhere either farther down the East Coast or just warmer, because sometimes the when you're quarantined, this weather, to put it nicely, sucks. It is... A good place to be. You're only saying that because we live near you. The groundhog has been wrong, Paul. The groundhog (laughs) for Groundhog Day lied. He should be put on trial and jury from us, the people from our homes. We will zoom in a jury. And roadkill? should be sentenced to, not death, because that seems just like extreme. Sentenced to a case. Like, sentenced to like three years with not giving his judgment of early spring or not. Because guess what? He said early spring, and that's bullshit. I think it's just another reason for us two-leggers to drink and celebrate something. Who drinks on Groundhog Day? Who doesn't? <laughs> I don't even know when Groundhog Day is. If I have a drink that day, it's just coincidental. Nobody's just going around the- being like, I'm drinking a Bucks to Tommy Phil Mule. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Groundhog Day? Yes, I've seen it again and again and again. It's kind of like I genre. see what you did there. What a setup. I tried. <laughs> you and me. What a team. But I'm Abbott, bummed. We're like Abbott and Costello. Who's Abbott? Who's on first? I don't know. He's on third base. So what's on second? What's on second? I don't know. I have a whole no, little tiny, I have a tiny little figurine thing that does the whole skit that was given to me by my dad it's it's fun to watch except it's forever it takes a long time to get through it does it's not humor that translates to this decade it is but it's classic it is it's clean fun well we really got away from this horse topic really fast well let's drop that into it remember oh my god you are on fire you've been in quarantine it's probably it's probably a state it's probably a stable topic oh wow you it doesn't matter if you're in quarantine or not you make jokes like that all the time i'm usually a little like quicker and wittier with mine i'm going i'm now doing horse puns this is not good paul horse buns yeah horse puns oh i thought you said it was buns well they got some pretty nice buns too 
Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Where, 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 where were we before I totally diverted? <laughs> diverted the conversation well, our conversation was more exciting than the nba horse challenge that has been going on if you caught it at all you probably turned it off within five minutes i know a lot of nba players were like this is this is terrible live tweeting it it was it wasn't good if you didn't catch it don't worry you didn't miss much do you remember when you were in the driveway as a kid making layups and like you'd be like look i'm gonna do a reverse layup or look i can do it one-handed that's a, that's literally what it was. But it took five minutes between each shot because the players would talk. They had an announcer like in his house that they could hear through like AirPods they were wearing. Then they had like a loved one with a vid- phone camera following around. So the screen, the vision wasn't the best at all times. But the shots just weren't creative. Like Zach Levine from the Bulls was the most creative. But just... It wasn't. It wasn't what we were hoping. So, do you think anybody got any pleasure out of seeing what their basketball court looks like? No, because like some of the guys had like actual courts, but I know uh, I'm gonna mess. I don't know if I remember her last name. I think it's Allie Quigley. She's in the WNBA. Hers literally is just like a cul-de-sac house with like the hoop just like next to the driveway type court. Like it wasn't anything extraordinary, so it's not like you were like, "Ooh, look at this!" Like Christmas, well, even. it was just looked like a street park basketball court. Yeah, it's in the back of his house, but it's not like you got to go into his house. It wasn't like MTV Cribs where they were like, "Check out my crib before we play horse." All right, that brings up a new subject. What if that's what they did? Come in, and I'll give you a tour of my house. That would have been much better. Favorite also, recipe, favorite chair. <laughs> I wish they like did something like. I wish they like used more props. I wish they like they had more ability because it was kind of just like I'm gonna take a shot from the free throw line with my right hand, with my left hand, with underneath, and like you can I only do so many trick shots that everybody good, can do. Good spirited, um, had the right intentions, but that's oh, yeah. probably difficult to do. One producer in a studio trying to blend the folks that are, are located venues or homes and trying to make it seamless. And clearly they did a terrible job. Yes. I mean, yeah, credit to them. They were trying to do something at least to give people something to watch, take our minds off it. In the end, I wouldn't consider a greatest success. They, at this point, as we're recording this, haven't done their quarterfinals or whatever at semifinals, which are airing as we're recording this. So no idea how that's going. I can't imagine it's any more exciting than it was, especially because you can't dunk. It's like, there's, it's basically, I'm going to take a shot from right in this section. If you can't make it off the backboard, oh well, like it's really, it was really basic. It wasn't that high level of competitiveness that I think people are yearning for to throw a little big word in there to make myself sound smarter. But, I mean, credit to them. They tried. That's what I think they were going for, just a little something. And uh, it fell a little short, or a lot short. Bounced off the rim. Nothing but net. <laughs> nothing, but, no, nothing but net would mean they nailed it. Yeah. Net swish and then five minutes till the next scene. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just, they tried. It's painful. <laughs> that's, painful. That's, what, that's what the slogan should be. The NBA horse competition presented by ESPN. They, they tried. tried. <laughs>
<laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that's really what's going on in NBA. They're trying to figure out if they're going to have a season or not. We can talk about that later. I actually, Paul. I know I gave you the rundown of what we might talk about. I might actually at one point just do a really skip, which I haven't done in forever because I just remembered he's been driving me nuts during this whole quarantine. So we'll get to that a little later. You have no idea who Skip Bayless is, do you? I will as soon as you tell me. It's okay. You can. You isn't can he? Wait, wait, wait. Isn't he? Is he? Wait, wait. Is he a? Um, is he a uh, an agent? No, he's like one of the debate show host people. No. Oh. But he's like the worst one. He's right. also a Cowboys fan, which makes him even worse. Nothing worse than that. No. So we might get to that in a little bit. But before we do, we'll get to some actual like news sports topics because technically we're a sports podcast and that's what we're supposed to do. Okay. Christian McCaffrey, Panthers running back, now the highest paid running back in the league at $16 million. Left some people wondering... We've seen this before. Big running back gets paid. He's going to age poorly. Running backs don't age the best in the NFL. We just saw Todd Gurley get cut by the Rams. He was previously the high. People saying the Cowboys should regret giving Ezekiel Elliott a huge contract. The reason with McCaffrey, though, might be different is one reason only, Paul. And that's because he's basically a running back slash wide receiver slot guy for the Panthers. When this guy gets to the point where he can't be running back anymore... Put him in the slot full-time. He can be a Julian Edelman for you for at least another three years, probably. Salaries are running away, right? Yeah, $60 million for a running back. So that is um, almost as much as the Patriots were paying Tom Brady. It's almost as much as the Patriots are playing, paying half their offense, probably. Crazy. <laughs> so I I don't lo- I get the move. I don't love the move. I feel like running backs shouldn't be valued that high. I get it. A lot of teams draft a rookie, run them into the ground, and then kind of just repeat. If you get a star player, you might be willing to pay that extra money. McCaffrey at this point seems worth it. He gets 1,000 yards rushing. He gets 1,000 yards receiving. So he sells tickets, fills the seats. He's their offense. He's essentially their entire offense. A lot of it runs through him whether it is catching or taking a handoff from the quarterback. They put a lot of money into Teddy Bridgewater. They got rid of Cam Newton. I guess he had some money laying around, and they figured might as well give the fan base something to show that we're still trying to win here. We still want to keep talent on our team. Pay McCaffrey all the money he wants, give some good positive news during quarantine. Well, based on what's going on, maybe they'll have a season, so... It sounds like maybe a season, just possibly without fans. A lot of sports leagues might be considering that. And, I mean, at this point, probably the way to go. If you're going to have tr- actually have a season, you might have to do that. But we can talk about that once once they actually make decisions, because who knows what the NBA is going to do, MLB is going to do. They all keep coming up with these different plans. There's now governments making plans to reopen slowly. Dr. Fauci said there could be sports in the summer, just probably without fans. So who knows? Maybe put him in charge of all that. Golf. Might seem seem like a good idea. Yeah. Golf will be trying to come back in the summer. We'll talk about that in a little. We should stay focused on football, though. 
So we have McCaffrey next week, this time. Not sure if we'll, sure if we'll have a show because the NFL draft will be happening. NFL draft's going to be different this year. How in God's name are they going to pull that off? They're going to have a giant Zoom meeting. <laughs> From what it Can sounds you have like, that many people? They're all going to be the size of a pencil eraser on your screen. Well, it's all, it doesn't matter. They can just pin whoever's turn it is. They're, you're going to yeah. have, I think, up to 100 people on a Zoom call. The most disappointing thing is going to be the fact that Roger Goodell will not have to deal with fans booing him relentlessly. <laughs> I can still boo him. He just won't hear me. Well, that's the issue. We want him to hear us. We want Roger to feel the anger and wrath of the fans who just completely despise the man. God, do they ever. Everybody does. I don't think there's a fan base that likes Roger Goodell. Can not you think any, of one? Not a, not a job to be popular in, and I don't know that there are too many commissioners that are, but not a good guy. And, of course, coming Adam from Silver the paper, is fan. the NBA commissioner, and people love him. Yeah. Granted, he looks like he could be also a celestial being, being from another planet, alien, so people might also be cautious because like, they might be afraid he might kill us all. But needle and, and and alien nap us and bring us back in ten years. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if I'd want to come back in ten years. That'd be that's, a long time. It's a long time. I'd be. I'd be I'm the same age. I'd be forty. Like I don't want that. Really? Yeah. No, you don't. Don't wish your life away. Yeah, you'd be like super old. Wicked old. Like you wouldn't even look the same. You'd be all super gray. You'd be on most time for the pillow. I don't think we need to get into that pillow talk. Okay. <laughs> Let's not get morbid on this on this show. But yeah, so you won't have Roger Goodell getting booed. So it won't feel the same. I do have a question for you though, Paul. Coaches and GMs are gonna be in their basements. Apparently, like that's the thing. They're gonna be in their basements in or their office, wherever they are going to basically have their headquarters at. What do you think these coaches' basements or offices are going to look like? Do you think there's going to be any surprises? I'm going to throw out a few names. You tell me what you think you might see in these rooms. We're going to start with the most obvious one of what you might suspect to be in a room. I know where this is going. Go ahead. Andy Reid. Yeah, I know. I totally knew you were thinking I was going to say Andy Reid. I did not think that. Oh, wow. Really? Oh. So Andy Reid, lovable Chiefs head coach, just won the Super Bowl. Big jolly guy. What do you expect to see in his basement? I had I talked yesterday, Craft Brew Shorts Shorts. Craft Brew Sports had their show. They talked about this a little bit. I referenced that I picture in Andy Reid's basement. Have you ever seen the movie Richie Rich? Yes. Do you remember in Richard Rich where he's like walking down the hallway in his house and he turns the corner and he's at his own McDonald's inside his house? You think that's what he's got? I picture Andy Reid to have a McDonald's in his basement that is a full service McDonald's for Andy Reid whenever he wants something. I'm going to give you a 180 on that. Based on (laughs) holding his wife's hand after the game and how emotional he was. I bet you his house is as neat as a pin, and he is a saint when he's at home. I think so we're going a one hundred percent. I think a one hundred percent opposite. I think you're going to look in the background and say, "Is he at someone else's house?" I don't know about that. I mean, 
as Joe from Craft Root said, maybe Chick-fil-A, the Lord's, the Lord's uh, fast food. I mean, if he's a religious, you know, guy, could be that. I said, I just picture there's some sort of fast food stand, like with just like two people, one person working the fryer and the other person is sitting there waiting for him to take an order 24-7. I think this is going to be telling of a lot of people. a huge cutout in his basement in the shape (laughs) of the Kool-Aid man. And him busting through in his red Hawaiian shirt going, oh, yeah, that number would pick 32, Super Bowl champion Chiefs pick. And, th- and that's all I picture. Well, yeah, that could happen, but I don't think so. I think, nice. he, I think he'll be the opposite. <laughs> so, so, all right, let's play. Let's keep playing. I don't want to, I don't right. want to, who else? All right. Well, this one, I guess, I guess we'll go to the guy you know the best. And that would be Jerry Jones of the Cowboys, the owner of the Cowboys, GM of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones. I knew that's who you think I was going to talk about next. What does Jerry have in his in Jerry World basement? I think Jerry World basement is Jerry World windows overlooking a crazy thing. His desk is up against it. And he would be the gold plated faucet guy, in my opinion, because he's egotistical and it's look at me. He's going to have over-the-top furnishings, and he's going to try to outdo the rest of the coaches in the background. Over under seven paintings of him hanging in the room that he's in of himself. You believe the same thing, then? Yeah. Oh, I well, say you not? he's going to have himself shaking hands of people that are impressed by him. I think and- he goes really big power move, goes pop culture reference of the hottest thing in the streets right now, which is Tiger King. I think... He has a tiger sitting next to him. The <laughs> petting, drag, petting the tiger. <laughs> and he's just petting the tiger. And he's like, the cowboy select. Oh, who is it, Mr. Muffins? And you're like, the tiger's <laughs> name is Mr. Muffins? That doesn't seem right. And then they make their pick. And it's going right, to be a so, pick because it's the cowboys. So I have egotistical pictures, crazy over-the-top furnishings, and you have a tiger. Yeah. All right. So. You do I you think that's... T- tigers are only two grand. Did you know this? That a tiger was too grand, but yeah. they're also illegal. Uh, not, I mean, not if you know the right person. Not if you know a person? Not if you know the right person. I got my well, stimulus check. I could get a, a tiger and a half and still have money left over. Well, who do you suppose gets the other half of the tiger? Somebody that cleans up? Yeah. I, I want the right end. I don't want a bloody... Maybe I can find a deal. Maybe I can get two for one tigers for... The right cost. There you go. Maybe the stripes go the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. How cool would that be? (laughs) They go down. They don't go down the back of it instead of down. Yeah, kind of (laughs) skunkish. This is my tiger. It's inbred with a skunk. And boy, does that stink! I I got it really cheap. (laughs) (laughs) I got ten for. Yeah. Who's next? Who's next? I don't know if you know this person. Um, it's the Patriots GM and coach, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. So besides having a person chained up with whip marks on them in the background, what else do you suspect is in this basement? That's not Bill Belichick. I think it might be. I think it might be his friend, the owner. But anyway. The person has a Brady jersey on. I think that Bill Belichick will have a tight, cropped picture. 
and you will see nothing. He'll, he'll have the background blur on. He will have the background blur. You will see nothing. He'll he will also have, have zero emotion. He might be sitting beside with a cardboard cutout of himself sitting in front of the camera. And when he it's time, he'll talk. You know, I could actually see him and Kraft being in the same room. Six feet apart, one behind the other. Yeah, but not by choice. Like, Robert would just be like, no, Bill, come here. You, you make a pick. And Bill would be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Stay away. You tell them what the pick is. I and think like, Bill Belichick is probably very happy with six feet. I think he wants 12. That's He might get it. But, yeah, Bill's definitely the guy that's going to have a blurred background. He will have nothing. You will see nothing. He might even dig a hole in his backyard to film it. And I don't think he'd do it. Sounds creepy. Somebody else might dig the hole. You will see that's, nothing. That's even creepier. I had when the show's split. over, <laughs> I had, you I, to dig a hole? Yeah. Coach, I can't do that. Listen, Julian, you mm. listen to me. Dig that hole. Dig that hole. Do you want to play for this team? I no, it'll have to be a shallow hole. Or Tommy's not here out. anymore, Julian. I don't need you. <laughs> there you go. I think you see nothing. That's going to be interesting. The egos and what you see. I think I think you see barely see his face. A lot. Of, they're saying a lot of coaches and GMs are kind of excited. Like sources are saying they're kind of like happy that like they're going to kind of be like, look at look what I have. Look at look, you see they're what I have. Show off. Oh, like, look at this. The bigger the ego, the bigger the picture. Now the last the last one I have to ask because you know we can't keep this game going on forever. We'll do some big names. That we've done the big names. John Gruden. Now, I feel like he's going to be like, listen here, I'll tell you what, man. Spider two wild bananas is going to be like plastered all over the wall over that place. It's his favorite play. I don't know. Throw it against. The man looks like the Chucky doll. It's either going to be super intense in that basement or it's going to be like scary, nothing showing. So so we've talked about basements and I'm, I'm thinking they all have a home office. Just saying. Yeah. It's in their basement. <laughs> and I think that it is very nondescript, very plain. I think there's nothing to it, and you're going to say, what's up with that? I could see some, a lot guns on, some guns on the wall, some bear, some, some bear heads, some deer heads, that's, some wildlife. That's a picture for John Gruden. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, that, that one, that one. No, you don't seem to know at all. I don't. No I'd idea. Rather, I'd actually laugh hysterically if you put a Chucky doll dressed as him in front of the camera and just left it there, because he looks basically identical to one. Do you think they have some rules? Well, their this? biggest concern is like people getting hacked somehow. I don't know that they'll get hacked. I think the biggest concern might be somebody says something. And they don't have the second seven second button because <laughs> it I'm could mute. be ugly. I did say the one thing that's slightly disappointing about all of this is is like the top picks they dream of for years playing college football. Your name gets called in the first round. You get to walk across that stage. Everybody going nuts cheering. You get the jersey handed to you, the hat handed to you. Like it's a big, it's a big moment in their lives where they just became instant millionaires. So, so it does kind of stick for them, but are they going to have cameras? Are they going to be on Skype? Are they going to be on I'm like a dumb sure line? Yeah, I'm sure there'll be certain players that they pick that they know 
that will probably be getting picked on that first night. Like they'll definitely have somebody like a camera for Joe Burrows who will become the number one pick for the Bengals. About 99% sure of that. The best thing I've seen about that is he played for the LSU Tigers. He's probably going to get drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. People are saying he's destined to be nicknamed the Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger the King. Joe exotic tiger king burrows <laughs> could be could be and, i mean i think the the greatest if they don't ever. Cut a, if they don't cut away to the to the players this could be painful well they should i it mean goes so, it goes so will, slow anyway yeah well espn those places will still be having like analysts from their home kind of doing the show how they would so you yep. still have that aspect and you'll probably still have producers at Bristol and Connecticut piecing together packages of guys highlights things that they can break down and talk about why it's a good fit why it's not oh they're gonna have to they have to or this thing well, this would yeah. be worse than the game of horse no people still find this more interesting because it's their teams and there's their actually people. something happening yeah, yeah. I get you. there's something at stake to an extent yeah so who knows the Patriots will probably trade out of the first three rounds so you'll have nothing to talk about oh. I'm hoping the Eagles get a wide receiver. That's something they desperately need if you watch their season last year at all. But overall, it should be interesting. I'm really, you know, fingers crossed for that McDonald's and Andy Reid's basement. How many nights? Uh, three nights. Well, it's three days. So first night, yeah. Thursday night, first round. Second night, second and third round. And then Saturday, I think they do fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round because the t- time for picking is all cut down. It'll yeah. actually probably go quicker now, I would think. Yeah, nobody's hyping, nobody's got the whole shit going. Like, actually, it could be harder because you're calling and you got to have people on the phone constantly, and that could be the one. So, so we've got the coach on this computer doing the draft, and he's on that computer with his team. Yeah. On so on, a team, like on a team with- or a Zoom meeting, and yeah. they're you know here's what's going. Yeah, a lot of teams are saying they're going to do dry runs and try to figure out to make sure there's no hiccups come draft night. So teams are going to like try to do connections where they have to do quick trade talks and things like that. I said Burroughs, not Jones. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really hard to mess up. <laughs> I said the guy from Alabama, not Alabama. What? You're like, there's no such place as Alabama. Oh, sorry, it froze. You have 10 seconds. Make your pick. We choose. I thought you. Oh, no. It seems like the Dolphins have frozen. They're going to lose their pick. How Dolphins is that? (laughs) But, yeah. So, it should be interesting. I'm going to be. You definitely know there's going to be a lot of memes and photoshops of probably these coaches and their backgrounds. When they're not realizing they're live. I, I hope in all my worst ways that one coach uses a computer that his children use. And I hope one of them has young children and they have a filter put on that he doesn't know how to get off. And it's like the potato in the ground. So it's just the potato talking, making the picks (laughs) and the coach can't figure out how to get it off. And he doesn't even know it. Oh no, he knows it, but he's just like, can't make a point to it because he can't have everybody focus on the fact that he's a potato. And he's get in here, get in here, fix this thing. He's like with the fourth <laughs> pick, we choose. Why is everybody laughing? But why is everybody laughing? <laughs> <laughs> That'd actually be hilarious if there was somebody did that as like a pun for drafting who. Why not? 
You can do anything you want, right? Put on the filter. Some coach puts on a roller coaster thing. He's like pretending. Oh, this could get oh. really fun. <laughs> oh, look, I'm in Hawaii. Look at me. <laughs> this is going to get very interesting, very fast. And if we keep thinking of things, we're just going to keep talking about what they could possibly do. It'll probably and then it'll be boring. Yeah. It'll be it'll a disaster. Being very professional. And we'll, we're just looking like fools coming up with things. You know, we could we could also talk about what are they going to be wearing. Are they wearing a suit? No. They're wearing on. a hoodie? I bet you the GMs, GMs will go professional. Coaches are going to go probably with like their team polo. Andy yeah. Reid will be in a Hawaiian shirt. That's like a guarantee. Think he's so, lost weight since the end of the season? No, he just always wears a Hawaiian shirt when it's not season. <laughs> His tradition is at the coaches meeting, he always has a Hawaiian shirt on. It's fantastic. Hello, uh, Andy. It's it's his look. He's there and Bill's not. That's just how it goes. All right. So that's the NFL draft. That's what we're going to cover. And we're not going to tell you about picks because, well, Paul, do you know about everybody that could go in the first round? No. This is a safe zone. Yeah. It's a, it's I a, just know so. that last place goes first and first place goes last unless they traded and all that nonsense. Yeah. I don't know. Look. Uh, yeah, that's all you need to know. To me, it's like you a video a, game. There's no yeah, sense. You to don't it. have to be like me, where I, for some reason, decide to know who might go first, who might go in the 19th pick, who could trade up to that pick, and how would it affect the picks previous or beforehand? What moves would then have to be made? Like That is one of the things that blows my mind about you. Well, that's also why I choose to not talk about that, because there's professionals that do that and have podcasts dedicated to that. I'd rather talk about... Andy Reid, McDonald's, Bill Belichick digging holes or having somebody dig them for him, and that fun stuff <laughs> with you. Short people can't deep dig. Oh God, short people can't dig deep holes. That's a tongue twister. It sounded like you said short people got dicked, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> no, I said short people can't dig deep holes because then they're stuck. That's not nice. They have step stools. They're called toad stools. <laughs> all right last nfl news jason kelsey of the eagles announced his retirement from arm wrestling drunken arm wrestling to be specific he kind of got tired of all the rumors and the media asking him are you retiring this year are you going to play for the eagles what are you going to do do the eagles need to draft a center like you coming back you haven't said anything yada 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 so he decided he'd have some fun with it he'd make a post you seem like you have a thought Leading up to it, yeah, was he toying with retiring or no? I think it's like one of those things that's always kind of talked about. He's talked about like he's not sure how much longer he's going to play. Okay, so he's, he's fed it out there a little bit. Yeah, like he still has a contract. Like he's still under contract for I think this year, and next year. So, but obviously, guys can retire whenever. We saw that already with Luke Keekley this year. Like guys are retiring at twenty nine thirty because of injuries. Yep. So even though he's one of the top centers in all of football, he was tired of all the questions. So he came out and said he was retiring from drunken arm wrestling, which I thought was kind of a fun way to approach it because he talked about, like, you know, I've thought about this a lot. I've talked with my family. We've sat down. We've discussed it. And I've decided after a long and painful, like, thought process that I need to retire from drunken arm wrestling with a 2-0 and record because – Who did he Who did he arm wrestle? I think, like, friends. Okay, I was going to say, because some people break their arms doing that. Yeah, well, he wouldn't. If you've seen Jason Kelsey, he's a man's man. He, he, man his bones don't break. <laughs> he, 
He's the one that at the Eagles victory parade was dressed as a mummer and sang the famous song, No One Likes Us, No One Likes Us, and like went down that whole thing. I won't do the whole thing. Thank you, but I don't think a lot of people know what the mummers are. They dress up in fun outfits. That's about all I can tell you about the mummers. And they have a mummer parade. Yeah, and they drive little cars. Is that the ones that do that? I don't know. One of them. But I don't. I, you let's know, not get both of our <laughs> both of our fans both of our fans are googling this right now. Yeah, let's let's not get into the mummers too deep. But so fun way he came out with it. He's gonna be coming back. He's at least got one more year ready to go. He said he's feeling better than he has in a while. That's good. At least gives Carson Wentz and that offensive line another solid year. So for me, I'm happy to hear that. That's really it for NFL stuff. We're gonna move on. To probably what the biggest thing in sports is going to be come Sunday, which is the Bulls documentary, the 10-part series, because for some reason, they needed 10 parts to cover the 90s Bulls. And it was supposed to be in the summer it got aired. Because of the whole situation, ESPN pushed it up. Smart by them. First off, Paul, based on your face, you excited about the documentary? Um, no. <laughs> no? You're not, no, you're not a big I, I, you know what? I, I might try to watch it. Mm-hmm. Ten parts. It is, but it's. I mean, it's about what most consider the greatest player in basketball ever, Michael Jordan, and his Bulls run and the '90s Bulls and how that era of basketball was and what they did and Michael Jordan. Came out saying, after people th- see this, they're going to think I'm a terrible person. Funny thing, Michael, most of us already know you're a terrible person. He's not a great guy. A no. lot of stories about him. The media has never really portrayed him as a bad guy because, one, greatest player of all time. You want to promote that, his brand, like, Money talks, I'm sure, also. I'm sure plenty of these people in medias have had donations. Things We've like had that. some of that discussion about his net worth, and 80% of it's from his brand. Yeah. I mean, his brand is everything. So it's not going to take a knock. Nobody's going to care what this has to say. I'm interested to see it just because of How the they'll portray him. I also kind of want to watch it because Kobe Bryant's in it. Yeah, that's cool. There's a part of that people want to see. I mean, the whole 90s Bulls, it was interesting. I'm one of the few people that Michael Jordan's obviously top two all time. You could put him and LeBron 1A, 1B, whatever way you want to put it. Some people will tell you you're dead wrong. Others will be like, yeah, no, I get it. The one thing that I've always had a knock against Michael Jordan, and it's going to lead into this next part of this whole thing, because we don't really need to get into the documentary because it hasn't aired yet. There's nothing to really talk about it outside of if we're excited or not is a conspiracy theory with Michael. He took two years off from the NBA. Now, this is my knock against him because the Bulls three-peated NBA championships. There's a lot of thought that if he didn't miss those two years, because when he came back, they three-peated again, they would have won at least eight championships in a row, which would be unprecedented, like very impressive, basically would have won an NBA championship for an entire decade. Like there would not even be a debate to involve LeBron James as greatest player of all time with that happening. And of course, there's still a lot of people think there isn't with the six. 
But it leads us into the Jordan conspiracy theory. Now, if you also listen to Craft Brood Sports, which is also on 12 on Sports, you can find them every Wednesday night. They cover this as well. They're a great show. 12 on Sports in general, great network. You can catch them on Zingo TV. And if you do, use promo code 12 ounce, that's 120Z, on Zingo TV to catch live video game sports leagues, horse racing, eye racing, all that right now. We're at least giving you something to keep you entertained. You can catch that at Zingo TV. Again, promo code 12 ounce, 120Z. That's how you do a commercial in the middle of all this, because I'm just that impressive, Paul. But the conspiracy yeah. theory is, <laughs> the conspiracy theory is, as I finally catch my breath, that Michael Jordan didn't just decide to step away and pursue baseball for two years. The NBA made him in a secret suspension for gambling reasons. Now, have you ever heard this conspiracy before? Not at all. I thought it was going to be drugs, but... Well, drugs are a part of it. There was a drug dealer. So back in 1992, this is where the story kind of begins, and this is where the conspiracy part comes from. Back in 92, he was called to testify in a trial where a drug dealer was caught with a check personally signed by Jordan for $57,000. He originally stated it was a small business loan, and then when he was under oath, he admitted it was actually for gambling debts owed to the guy from a weekend of betting. So, established there, Michael Jordan gambles and gambles big money. So then in 1993, a book comes out called Me and Michael or something like that. And it was a guy in California, I think a lawyer, who played a lot of golf with Michael Jordan. And in the book talks about how Michael Jordan had paid him over $900,000 in gambling bets. So now we're seeing a pattern. Michael bets. He bets big. Doesn't always win. So you with me so far? I'm with you. You know me. Every conspiracy is believable. Yeah, I know. So then, after they win their third championship, the NBA apparently opened an investigation into seeing if Michael Jordan had broken any rules with his gambling, a.k.a. has he gambled on the NBA, any of his games, kind of like Pete Rose situation, at all. Well, four months later, Michael makes his sudden dramatic announcement that I'm retiring from the game of basketball. But... There is a question in that press conference that leads to this conspiracy heightened. A reporter said, do you ever see yourself coming back? And he stated, I could see myself coming back in five years if the Bulls will have me and if David Stern, who was the commissioner at the time, lets me. Now, why would he have to be concerned about David Stern of the NBA letting him back in after a five year period? I'm asking. Why do you I think, think <laughs> I think he there's a reason. It, it it lines up. I mean, you can make a conspiracy theory out of anything. Why would he take two years off to play a sport where he wasn't getting paid to play? Yeah, you know, you're in the minor leagues. You're at the height of your career, the height of the sport, the pinnacle player of the entire league, and you just ever, by the way, not just yeah. today, ever. Just leave. And the reasoning he obviously gave was he always loved baseball. His father loved baseball. This was shortly after his father had been, I think his father was killed. 
I think his father was shot and killed. Can never fully remember. It was something like that. His father had died, but then a few months later, he made this decision to retire and play pursue baseball. So that was his reasoning, and that's the reason everybody's always kind of stuck with. Mainstream media has always kind of gone with. This conspiracy theory, in my mind, now I don't always love conspiracy theories. I think a lot of them are bogus, and you can kind of poke holes in them. And this one, to me, is one of the only ones I've ever seen that kind of lines up and makes a lot of sense. Because he's still a huge gambler. Like he, so that has not changed about him. He came back when the commissioner change happened. No, that no. Stern had been the commissioner until the early two thousands. Okay, so he came back and Stern let him. Yeah, my guess is, my thought would be, after two years, maybe ratings were a little lower. The background noise from coach, like teams and things, were like we need Michael back in the league to get, you know, like that extra income boost revenue boost and stern probably had to make him sign something you can gamble but if we find out at all you have gambled on any nba things xyz happens you get stripped of everything like all that because right after he announced his retirement the nba dropped the gambling inquisition into him and said oh no he did nothing wrong so it was a deal a backroom deal so the rumor is, backroom deal, conspiracy, Michael Jordan was actually suspended for gambling. That's why he took two years off. He just filled it by playing baseball. I'm 100% on board. I, 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 I can see it. Somebody probably could throw a few bombs at it and, and throw put holes in it. But you know, why would somebody that good walk away? It doesn't make sense to me. And that's one. And if he that, walked away and never came back, I, I can say, hey, you know, I wanted to try baseball because my father loved it and I loved it and yada, yada. But now he's back and, and another, what, three more championships? Yeah, three repeated again. So, I don't know. That's. Exactly. But then how do you get away with, how do you get away? I guess the commissioner can do anything he wants, right? Yeah. It's a private agreement. Well, All right, I'm not going to trash If you. it's not on the books, if it's not any of that, it's a backroom deal of you have to lead the game for X amount of time. Unless Is he trying to save a black eye? Black Probably. Eye Wouldn't it look bad if your top player... Well, well think, about it, think about when the referee got caught making bets, how bad that looked. Now change that to the face of the entire league. Yeah, a huge brand for sports, athletic equipment, all of this stuff. Everybody wants to be like Mike, Michael uh-huh. Jordan, so the it's, guy. He's the he's the Tiger Woods of basketball. Yeah, he was Tiger the Woods, he was yeah, the PGA. The yeah. So that guy gets taken out of the league because he's gambling. Now you have to question every game that he played in, every championship, because you're like, okay, well, yeah, they won their three championships, but like. He in these, a million bucks. In this in this game here, in this game there, when he had an off night that led to like one of their 15 losses of the season, was he throwing the game purposely? What was the money line? Like, I lost money on that game that I gambled on. That's when you get into issues, and you can't have that because then it looks really bad. Nike then takes a huge hit. So big money was at play. And so my guess, backroom deals remained. 
Yeah. I can't argue with you. And you you know, you and I can go at it on conspiracies all day long, but I, I can yeah. see that happening. If he never came back, I'd say, oh, these people are just mad at him. Yeah. But I, I mean, also, he, he never gave that answer. He, he never said if he allows me back. That's, I think, the wording of that. Yeah. Iffy. Iffy. <laughs> the if is iffy. Yeah, so Mike, don't worry about people wondering if thinking they're not going to like you after see this. Most of us already know you're a terrible person. I saw him interviewed and I didn't quite pay attention to it. And it was either today or I think it was today on um, ABC, right? Because it's ESPN, aren't they? Yeah, so he's probably on Good Morning America or something. Yeah, he he was all dressed up and having his little to do about this thing coming up and getting moved up to now instead of in the summer. And I didn't quite pay attention to it, so um, I wonder what they'll cover about the uh, conspiracy. My guess is that that's probably going to be something that's missed. I think so. Left out. Yeah, that might be left out. But yeah, don't worry, Mike. We all know you're a terrible person for the most part. I mean, this is the man that, for his Hall of Fame speech, invited a guy who he hit a famous shot over, told him to come to the Hall of Fame thing just to literally mock him. And make fun of him during his speech. It's like the whole reason he invited him. He couldn't just be gracious and be like, you know, it's an honor and like go Thank through his career. Much. Thank you. He physically brought somebody that he had tormented while he was in the league to just torment a little bit more. Because <laughs> that's Something the type wrong with of guy him. he is. Something wrong with him. Yeah, he's too competitive. He he he's that guy that will do whatever it takes to win. There's plenty of stories about him basically degrading teammates to try to get them to play to a better level. Yeah. Because. Because that's the only way he knew how. Yes. So so that's the NBA stuff. I decided I'm not going to do my really skip because it's just me ranting about how Skip Bayless can't stop somehow talking about LeBron James. He brought up the horse thing and said, you want to know why I don't think LeBron James would win this? He's a big if guy. And it's like, if this happened, if this happened, if if this happened, it's like, all right, well, just talk about something else. All he does is talk about Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And it's like he forgets there's other sports out there. That was basically what I was going to sum up to, just more anger. <laughs> well, you are angry. Woo! Yeah, I, 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 just, I just don't like Skip Bayless. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Is the one, is the one like... Hey, wait, 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 who don't you like? <laughs> Skip Clown Bayless. Clown. Middle yeah. name. Mm-hmm. Hey, people <laughs> thought it was Clarence. It's Clown. Actually, it would have been really funny if you said his wife's name because it's like Ernestin or something like that. jeez. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know who he was. I don't know. Uh, he's, a, he's like a 60-something-year-old man who takes videos of himself after the Cowboys lose, throwing a Cowboys jersey in the trash can. And then the following week when they win, he goes back to the same trash can and takes it out and like rubs it like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like 60-something. Well. Exactly. Now you hate him, too. Yep. Anyway. (laughs) I am on board with you all day today. I know. All right. So the last thing we'll talk about, because it's it's the shining light in this pandemic for sports. The PGA announced that their hope and goal is to come back by June, probably without fans. When it comes back. Are you tuning into that first round 
just because it's actual sports and it's really back and it's something that's not just whatever TV you've been watching. I enjoy watching golf. I think watching golf is like having baseball on in the summertime, whether it's on the radio or whether it's in the background. It's kind of like a fixture and like it should be them. on. And watching golf, hey, they're, they're three feet apart. Three feet, six feet apart. And Sometimes. If you're us, you're I'm, really far apart, depending on your shot. <laughs> I'm in the woods, you're in the river. Yeah. Greg, why do you have a snorkel we in your golf bag? We're across the ferry from each other. <laughs> a snorkel and flippers. Yeah. And you got eight balls, not just your own. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would watch. I would think that would be cool. That's something that isn't the same old reruns, and I, I think that would be pretty cool to watch. And I, I it's, think... I, you don't watch. Do you think golfers really have the fans? Do they pump up the – do fans pump up a golfer? No, well, some of them it might be like a thing like that kind of gets them amped up a little bit. I actually think most would probably be totally fine without having crowds, especially because I don't think every golfer enjoys the swing and hearing somebody go, mashed potato, like randomly in the background. <laughs> it's in the hole. Yeah. Get in. Ooh, yeah, right. Like you screaming is going to have one bit of difference on where that ball yeah. goes. Because, like, you know once fans are allowed back, Tiger Woods, is, any shot Tiger takes, you're just going to hear behind him, Tiger King! <laughs> Think he'll come back? Yeah. Yeah? Why wouldn't he? He's still in his 40s. He This actually is probably perfect for him. He's getting more time to heal and get yeah. right, fixed right and all that. Do his exercises? You know gonna, do you know it's going to be fantastic, though? What? thing i'm most excited for about if golf comes back actually the masters in november as opposed to april or when I'm and mad. then yeah but then again in april oh yeah twice like, and a half a year it'll be yeah it won't even be six months apart or Crazy. will it be six months exactly i don't know i'm terrible there are some people that go every year well, those people have tons of money. <laughs> yeah, I think. But yeah, that would be the most exciting. I would be pumped if golf comes back. I, let's be honest. I would be pumped if any live sport comes back of the major sports. Like right now, Korean baseball is back with no fans. I am living for those highlights. It's I'm fantastic sorry. just to see I, actual throwing baseballs at each other and them hitting. <laughs> they have mannequins oh, in the stands. They're having batting gauges. You know what? You could fake out the players and put mannequins in the stands and just have a recording. The Korean the Korean League has mannequins in the fans dressed up in team gear. Why not? Some of them have signs. It's kind of funny. That is pretty cool. Yeah. If you yeah. have to have no fans. Some, it's at least hey, golf, <laughs> in my opinion, golf could have no fans anyway because yeah, all I do is when they go in the woods on that off chance they do, and they do, and they're going to hit out of the trees onto the fairway or towards the green. And the you people are like him. eight feet apart and they rifle that thing. I'd be afraid that thing would kill me. But I guess they can hit yeah. the ball straight. They're not golfing like I do. If they golf like you do, you'd somehow be able to hit a tree and then hit seven people. Like it would do like the bounce back and forth like a ping pong ball. And it would be impressive. I have had to duck. I have, I have had to duck at my own shot. I have had to duck standing behind you golfing. What was that? Four on the green? <laughs> yeah. You I think I'm the only hit. person. 
sideways. If it can hit the ball 50 yards in the wrong direction. You one time hit the ball so poorly, it went to the green that we just came off of that was behind us. And everybody hit the deck. Yeah. Oh, boy. And I didn't just hit it. That thing was like a cannon in the wrong direction. I don't know how you did it. I still don't understand. The physics makes zero sense. But then somebody, we we won't mention names, but somebody we were golfing with was so mad at me. I couldn't help it. I hit the ball in the wrong direction. I don't know who that could be. We don't golf with anybody that takes the game seriously. No. Or two people. I certainly can have a good time. No, we should we should in the future just golf on our own. <laughs> I know we're, we're gonna go and then you guys, you guys come the first three three balls. You guys go off on the first tee. We'll catch up and then they find us in the bar. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, go to the driving range. I sunk a shot into my glass. <laughs> <laughs> I only lost one ball in the water. You go. I hit my ball. It ended up in my cup. Look at this. Oh, I don't don't know how I got there. But somebody else is driving home. Yeah, no, definitely. Neither of us are usually the one driving home. No. It's one of, let one of the serious ones take them, take the drive. Yeah, oh boy. Well, we you play know what? better than drink. I, At least in our. I get angry sometimes, but now I don't. I now that I've played more than six times. Now that you play with me, you don't. <laughs> no, it's fun. I, we help each I other find like the balls. And you just can't help but laugh. You and I are in the woods, in the, the tall grass, looking for a ball, and other people are in the tall woods cursing. You know what the best is, though? When I, who don't take the game seriously and barely ever play, and keep up to an extent. Yes, that's fun. With the serious takers, and they get really nervous until I hit the back nine, and I'm like three drinks in, and then I just everything goes down the hole. Well, but I'm, not, except I'm, my golf ball. Yeah, except the golf ball. I I am never that good and. My goal is, as you know, if I start with a dozen balls, to have one left at the end of the round. That's what happened when I went to Arizona. <laughs> I didn't even have one left. I had to keep borrowing some. Is that but, a, aren't they lynx courses out there? Where, where did you? Oh, yeah, snakes. It's, it's cactus. All yeah, that. Like, yeah, that's it not. It goes off the side. And you just can't find it. Wow, we got really off there. But yeah, we'll be excited if the PGA comes back. <laughs> yes, we did talk a little bit about golf and. I know, but then we got off on our own little tizzy like we always do. So I got one more tizzy. I get in All the right. cart, and I Last look up, and is this, up the show. It, there are these buttons and GPS, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I have to study to golf? <laughs> no, thank you. I just try to hit my ball straight down the fairway. If it goes 20 feet at a time, I'm good, as long if as I don't tell, know what the people behind me. If the GPS could have told me where my golf ball landed, that'd be a lot more helpful. They gotta invent those. They gotta put some GPS to yeah. those balls. We would yours is landed in it would just come up flashing. Water, water, water. Glug, 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 yeah. glug. It would just show the ball dying in the water. <laughs> All right. Paul, as always, it's a pleasure. We covered a lot today. We covered actual football topics, somewhat funny topics. And well, we're both in really just in desperate need for live sports to come back. Well, you have me chomping at the bit to see what's in Andy Reid's basement slash home office. I know. I do. And won't we both be shocked when he's got this palatial estate sliding glass windows overlooking some gorgeous scenery. And he's got, um, I don't know, maybe some cucumber sandwiches on a little tray. I really kind of just want him to like cut to his screen and him being like doing like downward dog and pop and be like, oh, sorry, didn't see you there. I was doing my yoga. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
too. And then he's like, just kidding. I dropped a nacho and I was trying to pick it up and got stuck. My, <laughs> I'm eating my nacho off the floor. Uh, all right. Paul, thank you again for joining me. Thank you, everybody else, for joining us. Any last parting words for the week, Paul? Everybody enjoy. Be safe. Stay six feet away. And for God's sakes, wash your hands. Yeah, that seems to be the running theme. Stay safe. Thanks again for tuning in. This has been The Sports Dance. My name is Greg. Have a good weekend, everybody. See you next week. The Sports Dance.